welcome to episode number 25 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Episodes number 22, 23, 24, and 25 have been dedicated to our veterans. The title of them have been Life's Challenges for Veterans, Parts 1 through 4. We must always remember to give honor to where honor is due. And the veterans of the United States of America military all deserve honor. They deserve a pat on the back, a step up. They deserve to be cared for when they return from active duty. And I'd like to take this episode and make an effort to try and honor those who served and served our country well. I believe that the Bible gives recognition and honor to veterans found in John chapter 15, verse 13. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. There's another passage of scripture that I think applies to our veterans. I'd like to read it to you, found in Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. I'm reading in the New Living Translation. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. I believe that verse describes our military. Verse 3. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Obviously, if you serve in the military, you must think of others as being more important than yourself. Not only is that for your team members in the military, but obviously the country that you serve and the people that you serve in this great country. In verse 4, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You know, being a veteran is denying self. Being a veteran is serving someone and focusing on becoming part of a team that's there to help and secure and provide safety for those that we serve. I am so proud of today's Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Air Force, all of those men and women who've volunteered to serve this great nation. We have days that we honor our veterans, our military. I'd like to mention some of those right now. On November 11th of each year, we have Veterans Day. That was originally known as Armistice Day. It's a federal holiday in the United States. Its purpose is to honor military veterans or individuals who have served in the United States Armed Forces. In addition to Veterans Day, we have Armed Forces Day, which is celebrated on the third Saturday in May, and it's designed and dedicated to those who are currently serving military service. Probably the most famous day where we celebrate, not necessarily celebrate, but we honor our veterans is Memorial Day. It's on the last Monday of each month in May. Memorial Day is the day that we honor those who died during their service. In addition to these recognized, some are holidays, some are days where we honor others, we must remember that our military deserves honor, quite frankly, every single day of the year. While we're sitting at home doing what we do on Thanksgiving or Christmas or July 4th or whatever the holiday might be, or even just simply going to work, driving back and forth to work, getting ourselves ready to celebrate our children's high school graduation, college graduation, elementary school graduation, all these things are going on in America at every time, 365 days a year, we have military men and women who are out there protecting our right to celebrate all of these events. So we must pray for them. We must pray and lift up our military each and every day. If you know of anyone who's served in the past, continue to thank them and welcome them home. If you're aware of anyone who's in currently in active duty, 
find out how to contact them, drop them a card or a note or send them an email or whatever it might be just to make contact to let them know that there's people back home thinking about them. And we are so thankful and grateful that these young men and women volunteer their time, put their lives on the line for us, and we must always celebrate them and be thankful for their service. Another way to honor our military is to help them receive the medical and emotional care that they deserve. It's estimated that over 800,000 Vietnam veterans alive today were exposed to Agent Orange. And from my research, I've discovered that almost none of them are being pursued by the Veterans Administration to see if they are having any type of physical illnesses related to exposure to Agent Orange. There really are no official studies that I've discovered for Vietnam veterans who are suffering with PTSD today, but there are certain studies that have come out that have mentioned that it is starting to come back to our veterans when they get to be the age of 65 or later due to retirement from work or their children are raised and now they have more time to think and ponder about the things they've done in the past and their activity in the military. More current studies of current military individuals who served in Iraq or Afghanistan, it says this, that 30% of active duty or reserve duties individuals who were deployed in Iraq or Afghanistan have a mental health condition requiring some type of help. There's approximately 730,000 men and women who may have PTSD or a, a form of a major depression. Some of these statistics can be found in the Veterans Administration or the Veteran Affairs Office in Washington, D.C. One of the areas of concern that I have regarding our veterans is their return to society. I know when I served in Vietnam, I came home and I don't believe I had more than a couple of hours of a meeting in a room with some individual that says, okay, you're back. Thank you for your service in Vietnam. Now go home and you're going to be just fine. They really didn't give us hardly any assistance whatsoever to make that transition. Hopefully today, our veterans coming back from military service, especially from a combat zone, need to have some type of transitional training. The veterans that I've talked to who've come back from those areas have said that it was pretty minor. There wasn't a lot of information given at that time. They were given general information, but my biggest concern is three months, six months, a year after they come back, is anyone getting in touch with them? Is there anyone out there in the Veterans Administration or the Veteran Affairs Office in Washington, D.C., following up, checking on these military men and women years after they come back from their service? I think this needs to be brought to the attention of our congressmen, our senators, to be sure that they put pressure on these two agencies, those veteran agencies, to provide the help that they need. Let's talk a little bit about post-traumatic stress disorder. Before I get into this discussion on PTSD, it's very important that you understand that I am not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, nor do I have a degree in counseling. However, as an ordained minister for over 20 years, I have been blessed to give biblical instructions to hundreds of veterans who have or currently are dealing with emotional challenges brought on by their service in the military. You know, we hear so much about the letters PTSD, and many are not aware of what this acronym really means, what it truly means. Post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, has impacted 
millions, literally millions of American veterans and civilians and their family or friends. Now, to ignore this problem and not get into it would be a little insulting to those who currently are suffering with it. The term post-traumatic stress disorder came to us in the mid to late 1970s. Now, I don't recall them referring to it when I received my release from the military in 1968. Back then, they called it battle fatigue or shell shock. But, you know, throughout America's history in dealing with the military, we read about military members who've experienced what today we call PTSD. The Veterans Administration, it's important to say this, will provide treatment for those diagnosed with PTSD if it was due to a veteran's service. Even in certain situations, a veteran may be placed on disability because of PTSD. The Veterans Administration is attempting now to screen veterans who have a post-traumatic stress disorder. So they've established a national center and crisis line for PTSD. Let me just give that to you right now. It's You need to call 1-800-273-8255. If you believe that you're struggling with PTSD, contact them and I feel confident that they will offer you some assistance. Let me give you that phone number once again because... You probably didn't have a pen. It's 1-800-273-8255. I've obtained a list of some of the symptoms of of PTSD. So these are from the Veterans Administration. So here's here's a few and to give you something to think about if this is something that you're dealing with in your life. Flashbacks of past traumatic events, night sweats with nightmares, severe anxiety when under stress, uncontrollable thoughts of trauma in your life, and thoughts of suicide. It's important to realize that this is not a complete list of the symptoms, so please, you know, contact your doctor for additional information, you know, about the symptoms of PTSD. In my particular case, with the exception of suicide, I had all those particular items that I was dealing with years after I came back from serving in the Republic of Vietnam. I think it's important for me to point out again that I'm not a psychologist or a doctor trained in how to deal with emotional stressful situations. So please seek, whatever you do, please seek qualified counsel if you or someone you know has any of these symptoms. There's an old saying that says, time heals all wounds. Well, I believe in dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder without some kind of help from a doctor or pastoral counsel or reading the Word of God and seeking God for help through the situation, it can take a long time to be relieved from the attack of PTSD. As a pastor, I'd be remiss if I didn't offer you some scriptural help at this time. In 1 Peter 5.10, it says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And then in James 1.12, it says this, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And then let me give you the words of Jesus found in John 16.33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Father, I pray that you would bless those that are listening to this podcast who have or are currently struggling with PTSD, or they know someone else who is challenged with those same issues. I pray that you would bless them, and I pray that these scriptures would strengthen their heart and their faith and their confidence in you. And I pray, Father God, that you would 
Give them the hope, Father, that you are there to help them, and Lord, that your strength and your power can reside within them and dwell within them. Father, you made these men and women as overcomers and more than conquerors, Father, and I claim that for their lives and pray for a total and complete healing and restoration, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I would encourage anyone who is challenged with PTSD brought on by your military service to file a claim with the Veterans Administration. If you don't know where to begin, just Google Veterans Administration and they will find you a location near you where you'll be able to receive some help. I've mentioned before that when I came home from Vietnam, I experienced PTSD for several years. But when I became a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, I, I learned how to claim the promises of God found in His Word and how to deal with emotional challenges. Let me give you another scripture. Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It reads this way, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and self-discipline. Another translation calls it in self-control. My relationship with the Lord helped me to deal with my trials, and it will you. If anyone reading this is experiencing emotional challenges of any type, I suggest that you ask the Lord to help you. Receive the promises found in the book of Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trials. Because we're dealing with some emotional issues and, and trials with depression and things of that nature, let me just talk to you, those of you who are listening in who are not a veteran, and maybe you've never experienced PTSD, or maybe you've never gone through times of deep depression. You've just had stress or anxiety, and you could use a little bit of help. Well, once again, let's go to the Word of God and see what the Word of God has to say about helping with those things. In John chapter 14, verse 27, it says this, I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Let me give you another scripture to give you some comfort. It's found in Psalm chapter 94, verse 19. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. Here's another one in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. And just one more. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. These passages of scriptures have carried me through so many difficult times in my life. Yes, I have been challenged many times with a lot of different physical issues and things that have been very, very difficult. And PTSD was one of those. When I came back from Vietnam, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a believer. And I didn't have any hope in the scriptures. I didn't have any trust or hope in God because I did not have a relationship with Him. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, I suggest you just ask Him to forgive you and cleanse you of your sins. Commit your life to Him and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and promise in your heart to serve God all the days of your life. You will never regret that prayer. You'll never regret that time of seeking God for help in your life. As I address our veterans in this podcast, let me talk about healing for both physical and spiritual needs. Now, the effects of Agent Orange for Vietnam veterans and post-traumatic stress disorder for all veterans 
in addition to other physical and emotional problems are very serious issues facing veterans today. Physical disabilities such as a lost arm or leg or permanently injured backs, hips, eyesight, hearing, or whatever plague veterans all over our country to this day. Emotional instability, depression, thoughts of suicide are so common for those dealing with PTSD. According to a Veterans Administration study, over 830,000 Vietnam vets had or have a functional impairment associated with PTSD. As I mentioned earlier, it's seven to 800,000 modern-day veterans serving in Afghanistan and Iraq are continuing to have PTSD issues in their life. I've discovered that often a veteran's physical disabilities will cause emotional consternation. Many veterans come home angry due to their service. They're upset with their government. They're upset with their family. They're upset with with really the country that they serve. They're disappointed in the fact that they're not getting the care that they deserve and that they should be getting. And we know that's true and we need to help them. As I previously mentioned, for nearly 40 years, I refused to even talk about my time in Vietnam. And that continues today to all of those who served in combat areas. The way that I sought healing was not in discussing my experiences. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, so I couldn't read the Bible. I didn't really know much about it. I couldn't. I didn't go to church. Didn't want to go to church. Didn't have any Christian friends. So I was just kind of fighting it all on my own. On the outside, I was happy to be home with my wife and family. However, inside, I struggled with trying to forget all the death and destruction in Vietnam. It wasn't until many years later that I discovered how many other men felt the same way that I did. And I believe this holds true with most veterans who've served in any type of a combat zone. Even though I wasn't a Christian when I served in Vietnam, I knew that they had army chaplains that would help. So I went to them. I went to help for help from them. And they encouraged me and they asked me to receive Christ as my Lord and Savior. They they told me to trust in the Lord and to take comfort in his word. And I had a difficult time with that. And I'll admit, I turned my back on it back then and, and figured I'd face these things on my own. That was a mistake. And it obviously made things that much, much more difficult when I served there. When I came home, I kind of felt that God had turned his back on me. He wasn't interested in helping me. After all, I had to go through that terrible situation. I know some of you are probably feeling the same way, but God has not turned his back on you. He will never turn his back on you. The Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a constant help for those who are seeking trials and challenges in their life. So go to him and seek help from him today. When I think about those in the military today and I think about the chaplains and those that are there to serve and help others, I've heard a lot of discouraging reports in the military that that the chaplains have been restricted on what they can say and how they can share their faith and, and whether they're even allowed to wear crosses in certain situations. So that's a difficult challenge for those who are serving in the military. My prayer goes out to you and all of us should continue to pray for our military and pray that the chaplains will be able to speak life and hope into the military men and women who are serving. Since the beginning of our country, we have honored God. Today, our Pledge of Allegiance is under attack because it refers to one nation under God. You know, I continue to believe that America will return to the faith that it had in God our Father, that that faith in God built the greatest nation this world has ever seen, and that faith will return. But it will only take place if believers, if fellow Christians, will be in agreement and pray and seek for revival to take place in our country 
and especially in our young people and in our military. We believe that God is able to restore this country, that God is able to do a great work. The only thing that holds him back or slows him down is for believers not to pray and seek his direction. The Bible tells us that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, it says, then I will hear from them and I'm going to send a blessing that we won't even be able to handle. God wants to bless us so very much. I know I've paraphrased that scripture a little bit, but that's how I like to look at it. So many of our veterans are challenged with physical and emotional needs. So I want to give you a list of possible actions that they should consider taking for those who are in the military or outside the military and they've returned to regular civilian life. Number one, attend a Bible-based church. What that means is, you've probably heard that said a lot, but what that means is, is that a church that believes in the entire Word of God, they pick up the Bible and they read it and they study it and they believe it and they teach it. They don't pick out what they like and what they don't like. They use the entire Word of God to teach, to train, and instruct us. That means they talk about the fact that sin is still sin and that... The only way to have our sins forgiven is to give our life to Jesus Christ and to accept him as Lord and Savior. Those that teach the word of God need to teach it from cover to cover. The Old Testament lays the foundation for the New Testament. The New Testament then talks of the saving grace of Jesus and the grace that was given to us when Christ came down from heaven. A Bible church talks about the virgin birth. It talks about Jesus being the Son of God. It talks about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, not three individual gods or separate gods, but, but all being the same God. The, the word of God is being compromised so much today. So be careful when you find a church. Find a good church that believes in preaching the truth and they're not afraid to speak it before their community. The second thing that our veterans need to do is to join a local veterans group. I think the best place to be a part of a veterans group is associated with the church. Every church, whether they're large or small, should have a ministry to our veterans. I know I've started a small group in our church called Vets Helping Vets. It's a way to get our veterans to realize we need to help each other. We can't just continue to go out and always ask for someone else to give us help. But if veterans reach out and help other veterans, we we know that we can make a difference in people's lives. Another thing that I believe our veterans need to be involved with is to contact the Department of Veteran Affairs for assistance. I know just bringing that up, some people are going to think, well, that'll be a waste of time and there's not going to be any help offered there. Well, that may have been the case many, many years ago, and I know they still have a long way to go, but I believe our Veterans Affairs Departments and the the Veterans Administration and the various groups that our federal government has put together are improving and growing. And I do know that congressmen and women and senators are, are showing interest in helping our veterans. So nothing wrong with contacting them. If nothing else, maybe you could volunteer volunteer at a veteran's hospital. Maybe you could volunteer at a veteran's clinic where they just need someone to to welcome people into the place, into their facilities, and, and be of assistance so that we can reach out and touch more veterans. A fourth thing that veterans could do is, and this seems pretty simple, simply meet another veteran and encourage them. I've always enjoyed when I run into a veteran, whether it may be at a store or Walmart or a mall or something, or a next door neighbor, you automatically have a connection of some kind. Those of you who are veterans know what I'm talking about. 
You talk to a guy, you find out maybe he served in the same branch of service that you've served in, and there's an instant uh, connection. So I would strongly encourage those of you who are, are not involved in some kind of veterans ministry or veterans activities to just simply reach out and connect with a veteran in your community. And I know God will bless you. And the last comment I have is pray for God to direct your activities. We need to ask the Lord to guide our steps and directions. The Lord tells us to plan our ways and he'll direct our steps. So we need to know exactly what can we do, what should we do, and what will be of help. We always want to seek the hand of God and seek for his direction. And we can find directions and instructions from him as we attend church together, as we maybe get into a Bible study of some type, be in some type of a veterans group, or just simply just reach out to those who are hurting and need someone to encourage them. Allow me to suggest that if you're struggling with PTSD or physical issues, seek help from your local church or a Christian counselor. Now take comfort in the words written by the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 7. It says here in the New Living Translation, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. One thing we need in all things is to have peace in our heart and in our mind. If you're struggling with issues, seek God's peace and pursue it, and that'll help carry you through the difficult times in life. As we close out this episode designed to speak to our veterans, I'd like you to encourage you, if you're a Vietnam veteran, you may enjoy the book that I've written entitled Vietnam Before, During, After, A Young Man's Journey. It's about the life of a young man, that was me, I wasn't a Christian, before Vietnam, while I was there, what took place, and after I came home. I think it'll be uplifting and encouraging to those who served in the Vietnam War. In addition to that, I've written another book entitled Vietnam II, which is Impact of Agent Orange and PTSD. Because these podcasts are short, and I can't get into a lot of things in detail, this second book, dealing with Agent Orange and PTSD, will go deeper into the issues of those two items, and I think it will be beneficial to helping those who may be struggling with PTSD or may not even be aware of the fact that they have a illness that's connected to the exposure they had to Agent Orange. So I hope these will be of help to you. I encourage you to pick them up. They can be obtained through my website at davidcfriendauthor.com. In addition to that, the podcast that we're doing called Quality Christian Living discuss a lot of different issues other than just veterans. I have dealt with a 21-episode series on how to experience the joy of debt-free living. So you can go to our my podcast at cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So in future upcoming podcasts, I'll be discussing issues on faith and prayer and miracles. We want to deal with things and how to make good decisions in every area of life. Because of my background in business and banking, I'll be doing a series on subjects like greed and how to avoid it, issues on how to have a proper attitude about setting up a new business, making decisions that will help us to prosper and be financially successful. In the area of business, I've always wondered why certain businesses want to do better than others and want to always beat them and defeat them and they're so competitive with them. But in reality, God's word wants us all to benefit and to be blessed and to prosper. So I want to talk about the issues in upcoming episodes entitled, Both Sides Should Win. When we're negotiating a contract or doing business, there's nothing wrong with leaving a little money on the table so both people benefit from it. 
There's a very famous book entitled The Art of the Deal. Well, I've decided to kind of change that mindset and I'm writing a book entitled The Art of the Fair Deal so that we can both prosper and be in good health even as our soul prospers. You can tell I'm excited about future episodes. Really looking forward to them. So until we meet, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. My next episode will be entitled Financial Attitudes. Until next time, may God richly bless you.